No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And gentlemen, I have to start here because I'm looking outside. It's a little cold, and I'm hearing rumblings about some snowflakes that are going to fall from the sky here pretty soon. Can I book a ticket back to Arizona? Am I allowed back in because I'm done well, with this snowy, cold weather here it's, uh, on the East Coast? It's funny you say that because tonight we're expected to have a rainstorm come in. The high tomorrow will be 57 and rainy, and we're going to be uh, in the in the 60s and into the 30s at night all week. So if you come back, you're not going to be that much better. But that's you know that's your call. Better than the snow. Better than the snow that's apparently uh, coming my way here. Can I tell you guys a secret? Coast. Because that's what Please. we do on podcasts, and we're all friends, yeah. right? Um, I've seen snow fall like from the sky twice in my life, and that's it. Two times. I feel bad for you. Only two times. Yeah, it's really not that old. It's chalked up to be. The last time. Messy. The last time was 2010. I was on a plane flying to Dallas of all places to do to work the NBA All Star Game at Jerry World, and I'm sitting next to this lady, some businesswoman who lives in Dallas. And as the plane's coming down, I'm looking out the window, like freaking out, like, "Oh my God, it's snowing!" And I'd been talking to her the whole flight, and she looks at me with this like bewildered look, and she goes, "You really are from Phoenix, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, we don't, I don't see this, man. This is amazing." And it actually snowed. You never been up to Flagstaff or anything? Well, yeah, I have, but I mean, it never—it's never snowing. I always go play in the snow, but it's never snowing when we go. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. I've seen snow a lot. I've snowboarded, but it's never snowing when I'm there. There's just snow on the ground. So that was a treat. It's but a magical yeah, feeling. It is, man. So it's Schubert, not, I disagree. You're not really missing much. So Schubert, I—I—I'm I, a little jealous. You know what I mean? You're gonna have a white Christmas, and I'm gonna be um, wearing shorts and a T-shirt as I go have our white elephant gift swap with my family this week or you know, a couple weeks from now so i'm a little jealous a little jealous of you all right well I'll, I'll pack up some of the snow and bring it back for you sean don't worry about that in the meantime let's get this program started and tell everybody what is in the lead on the show today this is the one they're talking about the top in, in the lead jordan simone is currently working on his setup mid-show this should be fun the, the video version <laughs> of, of the show always with it today. Yeah, Jordan, you always. got the light set up today, Jordan, or no? No lights? No, my light My light is dead. I don't know where the cord is. Who okay, took my good. cord? To get us started, we had Tuesday Night Football once again last night. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Dallas Cowboys. But, guys, I think the stories everybody, everybody was talking about out of that game, other than Baltimore finding a way to run the ball once again, was the craziness that occurred about 30 minutes before kickoff with the Des Bryant situation in which he was out on the field warming up. There's now that picture of him hanging out with a Dallas linebacker shaking hands saying, what's up? And he gets pulled from the game uh, due to some inconclusive tests. Then they had a, he had a positive test. They had retests all day long. And ultimately, he gets pulled from this game. He tweets about it, says, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm out. I'm going home. I'm hanging out. I'm not doing this anymore. Sean, it was a crazy 30 minutes on Twitter last night where we didn't know what was going on with Des Bryant. No, I mean, we didn't, but I mean, he's not an impact player really at this point. So, I mean, are there, I mean, he, he joined the team just a few weeks ago on the 53-man roster. So it wasn't going to have a giant impact in terms of the football aspect of things, but it was interesting because the NFL keeps pushing games back, especially the Ravens, um, due to contact tracing. Well, and then there's, you know, him hugging it up, bro hugging it up with all these people. And it's like, okay, Not no, close contact, no, con- no, yeah, no, no close contacts. No, no close contacts there, but no. 
is what it is. Hey, we got a football game in. That's all that mattered. Uh, and the Ravens looked pretty good last night. And I, listen, I anticipate that they will going forward. If you look at people are talking about how the Ravens, I heard somebody on a, on a national show. I think it was one of the debate shows. It may have been Skip because he usually says stupid stuff in the mornings. But he talked about the nosedive that the Baltimore Ravens are currently in. If you call losing to the Steelers, Patriots, Titans in overtime, and then the Steelers again a nosedive, you're crazy. They're gonna the, the Baltimore Ravens are gonna look like the Baltimore Ravens we've come to expect over the course of the last two years as they go down the stretch of this season. They beat the Cowboys last night. They get to play the Browns next week, who they beat 38 to six earlier in the year. And I know it's a different Browns team now, but I still probably give the edge to the to the Ravens until the Browns can prove me otherwise. Then they've got the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. So the Ravens are more than likely outside of that Browns game that could go either way. Gonna run the table the rest of the way out. Meanwhile, in the other in the AFC, the other teams in the race. The, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Colts, who are fighting for that last playoff spot, uh, they all play each other. The Raiders play the Dolphins and the Colts, starting with the Colts this weekend. So the Ravens are still in a great spot. If they just take care of what they have in front of them, the teams ahead of them are going to beat each other. Somebody's got to lose those football games, and they should be able to leapfrog right back into the playoff picture and still be a factor come late in the NFL season. So um, nosedive, eh, they lost some football games to some pretty good teams with some weird, odd COVID weeks. Uh, they're getting back to playing regular, you know, regular weekly football against teams that they should have no problem beating. The Ravens are just fine, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, look, they they had some some weird COVID issues, as you mentioned. Um, but I'll tell you what, right now, if I'm a coach, I don't want to play Lamar Jackson. I do not want to play Lamar Jackson because he's capable of getting real hot, uh, and and I just I wouldn't want to see that. Guys, I'm going to combine stories two, three, and four in the lead and just make them one big conversation because like they that. all kind of go mm -hmm. hand in hand, okay? okay? So story number two is the college football playoff uh, latest rankings came out last night. The top six unchanged. The big thing is that Iowa State moves in front of Cincinnati in the seven spot. Cincinnati drops to eight. But now the conversation last night pivoted to, okay, Ohio State, you're still there at number four, but you've only played five games. The next part of this is we learned earlier in the day yesterday that Michigan-Ohio State was not going to happen this weekend. And then we learned today before we went on the air that it looks like the Big Ten, surprise, surprise, that nice little rule that they had in place at the beginning of the season in which you had to play a certain number of games to qualify for the Big Ten championship. You know, we're just going to vote and change that rule. Ohio State, you're good pack your bags you're going to go play in the big 10 championship game no worries so any concern about ohio state not being in a in their conference championship game and the impact it could have on the college football playoff that seems to be a moot point at this point sean because uh big big 10 eh, those rules that we had in the beginning yeah they don't they don't matter okay i mean i'm picking up on they, your they want that money yeah like i'm picking up on your sarcasm there chris and uh be maybe being a little facetious but let me ask you this is it the right decision no, I, my, my sarcasm is that I'm not surprised that they're making this change. I know, I know, but answer the question. Yes. Is it the right decision? Yes, the Big Ten should should do this because if not, they're, they're going to miss out on an opportunity to be in the college football playoff. Now, I wonder if it, if it wasn't Ohio State and it was like Indiana we were talking about if they would still change this rule. But I will save that conversation for another day. It looks like the, the stage is set for Ohio State to play enough games to play in the conference championship. Now, if the committee is going to take a 16, six or seven win Ohio State team, that is to be determined. So who's getting the shaft here and not being able to play in the Big Ten title game? Ohio State would be getting that. No, 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 no. No, because Ohio State doesn't have the six games. Let's say they don't have the six games. 
uh, and they and they don't change the rule and they leave it. Hey, we set a rule at the start of the year. This is what it's going to be. Who would have been playing in the, in the in the title game? Like right now, who's going? Whoa, whoa, whoa! F you. Is it Indiana? Uh, Indiana is probably it, even Indiana's, though Indiana lost to them. But they're but they're six and one, and they qualify yeah, yeah. based on the rules that were set at the start of the season. If I'm Indiana, right. I'm going whoa, 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 whoa. F you. Oh, we've not, we've played them. We've played the amount of games you told us we had to play at the start of the year. That's what the rule says. So I, I, if I'm Indiana, I got heartburn. That's the only team that can because Maryland, you know, two and two, Michigan two and four. Uh, well, the argument, Michigan the argument State, but. from the the argument for the Big Ten would be that even if Ohio State played another game, right? If they played the game that made them eligible, and they'd they still lost be six it, and one and have, have the win over Indiana. They, the, yeah. they would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over Indiana. Right. But I think Indiana can make a claim of like, hey, you put a rule in place, you don't get to change the rule because you don't like the outcome. Right, that's not how the world works. You I do like, but I, I, but I do like what you just said. Even if they played a sixth conference game and lost, they are six and one. Indiana six and one, and they beat Indiana. Therefore, they have the tiebreaker anyway. So, okay, I'll tell Indiana to kick rocks if they came to the table. Well, with that. Be, Sorry, Ohio State would be five and one because they're five and zero oh right Sorry, now. Sorry, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, they so then they don't. You're right. Okay, all right. But they would have the head-to-head tiebreaker. They would have met the requirement of number of games to qualify. It's it, it, it can get a little – it gets a little weird. And the Big Ten, listen, I said it sarcastically at the beginning. They changed these rules specifically for one team, yeah. the team that's at the top And guess right what? Now. I'm a college football fan that has no ties to the Big Ten whatsoever, uh, and I want to see the best playoff field possible. So good job, Big Ten. Screw Indiana. Let's go. Come on. Um, I'm just kind of looking through the Big Ten here. Why does Northwestern get no respect? Is it because they lost to Michigan State? I mean, they're, which is a, a really bad loss for them, obviously, but uh, they're 14th. They have one loss. They are probably going to play Ohio State. Um, they'll probably get waxed. Look, I'm just I'm just thinking through some some situations here. Sure. Um, I, 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 Ohio State is one of the best four teams in the country. The Big Ten is smart for for saying, "Hey, you know, we might have made a mistake. Let's uh, let's back out on this, man. We're looking at losing <laughs> millions of, of dollars here if they don't go to the playoff, uh, because teams get a lot of money, and uh, and the other teams in the conference get money too for having representation there. So, it's a uh, it's way too lucrative of a deal for them to not allow them to play in the Big Ten championship. They could have played two games and gone two and zero, and they'd have been like, "All right, let's put Ohio State in there so we can get a college football playoff berth." Yeah, this is just another situation over the course of the last eight months where we've seen people set rules and standards in a world that can't necessarily have unchangeable rules and standards at this at this point. And by world, I mean sports world. Um, you know, you saw baseball do it when they tried to put together a, a collectively bargained agreement in March, like right when the pandemic started. What the hell are you doing? You know, and we've seen it. A hand, now you had you had the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both say, oh, we're not going to play football. Oh, just kidding. We're going to play football. And now we're setting rules at the start of the season that we're going, oh, just kidding. We're going to get rid of those. Uh, you know, at this point, you should probably leave yourself wiggle room, kind of like the NBA is doing with their schedule right now, releasing half of it at the beginning, half of it in the back half. Just leave yourself wiggle room. Don't put anything in pen or anything in stone because we can't do that on a daily basis right now so but a big 10 i'm gonna say it's the right decision it is the right and people may have heartburn but it's the right decision and and jordan to your point about northwestern uh, their wins are against maryland iowa nebraska purdue and maybe the only win that i think you could give them credit for is wisconsin so that's maybe why people are saying that that iowa win is good too iowa wins really good yeah it's okay it's a one point win yeah it's a one point win but still 
Uh, Northwestern, I mean, they, they've had a good season. They they really blew it against Michigan State because that's a team they should have beat. But, um, you know, I they'll be in the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State most likely. And they have Illinois to close out uh, their Big Ten slate before the championship game. Okay, the last story in the lead. Jordan, I'm hoping that you saw this because I had to show this to Sean today, and he was stunned when I showed him the trailer for this. this. This is a couple of days old. We haven't had a chance to talk about it on this show, and this feels right up our alley in terms of the pop culture sports crossover of this show. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a new movie coming out on Lifetime presented slash sponsored by KFC, and it is a romantic drama I think you can classify it as a whodunit as well. That involves Mario Lopez playing Colonel Sanders. And the title of the movie is Recipe for Seduction. Sean watched the trailer <laughs> today. He was stunned that this was a movie. Now, we can talk so about bad. that part of it as well. But I want to take this a step further. Now that you know that this can be a thing, what fast food restaurant do we need a movie or TV series about? Because I think there's only one answer. Well, go ahead, Sean. Okay, first and foremost, if uh, please, please, I implore you, go watch the trailer. This is right it's up there with the, the Sharknados of the world. This is sensational. Uh, the next, the, the next answer to your question, I clearly want to see the tries and tribulation, the adventures of the Yoketo Taco Bell dog, and his adventures through through oh, wow, Mexico to find uh, a real a real taco. Give me that all day. Um, I I was leaning towards uh, Taco Bell dog as well, but mine mine went a little darker. Uh, the, <laughs> the, okay. the Taco Bell dog is the face of a drug kingpin, mm. and uh, so that's kind of what I was thinking. I like but that. I'll, I'll change it up. I'm going to go murder mystery with Ronald McDonald. Uh, he uh, he kills somebody, gets away with it uh, because he's. Uh, Everybody loves him. He becomes the Why next. So he dark? becomes the next killer clown, like it. Right. That's what. That's what wow. we're looking at. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That is Murder good. Mystery. That is the right. winner I'm right gonna, there. I'm gonna go. And you know what he does? He, you know what he does? He feeds people his food, and that's how he kills them. <laughs> okay. True story. Whoa. Oh, I'm gonna go. Mind blown. Heart disease. Oh yeah. my I'm god. Go. The tie-ins. How. That was so okay, so. deep for a throwaway segment right now. I love this. So we've deep. lost the ability deep. to have Taco Bell or McDonald's sponsor the show. I'm going to try to get us a sponsor with this one. Animated series following the Empire, the just the overall trials and tribulations of the one true king, the Burger King, as he oversees his <laughs> empire as the king. And he, he wants but back to spread. to this killer clown. Like, this is, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, good idea. Hold and on. He kills people Hold on. I with got another food. one. What do you got? No, I, I got another one. This is a criminal justice movie. Arby's is on trial for overfeeding meats to their, to their customers. They go to trial. Matthew McConaughey is the lead prosecutor. Matt Damon is the defender for Arby's. Can we, pull the, can we pull the curtain the back on Saturday's broadcast of the Sun Double Radio Network and how our play-by-play voice had the meat sweats from from pounding not one but two double meat sandwiches from uh, from yeah. Arby's right before he we went on the air? Nervous. Windows are open. Yeah. It's cold outside. And Tim Healy's like, Whoo! He's sweating. Yeah. Whoo! Yeah. yeah. True He's story. Sweating. True story. 
So there you have it. Watch mm -hmm. a recipe for seduction starring Mario Lopez. But this Lopez killer clown. Like, this is really <laughs> a good not idea. A good idea. Because no, the, we'll, we'll take know, the, you know the Schubert. You know the, the funniest thing. Mm -hmm. You know the funniest thing about the Mario Lopez commercial? Did you ever? You've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Mm -hmm. You know the like, the opening credits where it's a bunch of fake movies. That's what I felt. It was like I felt like they were just like, messing with us. They were punking like, us. Like, By this the way, real I can't let this slide either. Did you hear Schubert's New York come out? It's Mario. No. Mario. Mario Lopez. Say it with me, Schubert. It's Mario. Mario. It's was it Mario? Mario. Was it Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers? Well, it's Super Mario Brothers, but it was Mario Lopez. <laughs> so is it's it Mario, Mario and Luigi? Brothers. Is it Mario and Luigi? Are we done? Are we done here? Okay. Are, are, we, are we done? Can we, you know hey, what? You know what? George, George, go on about the killer clown, please. Okay. His I'd New rather York, that than his New York game. No, right? I'm I'm serious. That's a real. Action. That's a real movie that you could say. There's a killer clown. He feeds people his food. They all get heart disease. Well, and it's a just a number one killer in the U.S. It's a true story, like you said. Like it's that's deep, man. That's that's good. That, Look, that, everyone wants to talk about COVID. How about let's talk about heart disease, obesity in America. That yeah. is a pandemic that needs to be talked about. Go work out. Eat right, people. I'm going to go have a uh, burger. I'll be right back. <laughs> Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simonius. I'll try to get this back on track. This Sunday's matchup between the Cardinals and the Giants and the two head coaches involved show us that expectations and potential can be a funny thing. We'll get into it next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, we got to tell you about our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center since 1951. Harry Truman was in office, by the way. That was the president in 1951. Nobody has taken better care of their customers in the Valley more than Earnhardt and their family. If you're looking for a new car, nobody makes the car buying process easier. And with the current times of social distancing and the pandemic, they have an offer, Noble Express. Go to noble.com, click the Express tab. They will literally drive a car to your front door for you to test drive for the day. If you're a little nervous about going to the dealerships, they will bring it to you. They'll have it dialed in for you, ready to roll. Uh, it's a super simple process. You can handle the applications, the financing all online. You can keep the keys right there, and uh, boom, you got a brand new car. Go to Earnhardt or go to noble.com for the only name in the car buying experience you should trust, Earnhardt Auto Centers, no bull since 1951, and that ain't no bull. This Sunday, we'll see the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants do battle as the New York Giants try to hold on to their spot in the NFC East, and the Arizona Cardinals try to fight their way back into the NFC playoff picture. And when you look at this from a coaching matchup, these two coaches kind of have something in common when it comes to expectation and potential because we watch Cliff Kingsbury here in year two as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And what he was asked to do in year one is kind of similar to what Joe Judge was asked to do currently in year one that he's in in New York. He was just asked, hey, can you make the team look better than it did with Pat Shermer as the coach? Can you give the fan base just a little more excitement than we had under Pat Shermer? Cliff Kingsbury last year in Arizona, hey, can you be better than Steve Wilkes? Can you check that box off for us? That was pretty. It was a pretty easy task for Cliff Kingsbury in year one. It was a pretty easy task for Joe Judge. Now, Joe Judge hasn't reached step two, which is where I think Cliff Kingsbury is this year, which is, okay, You've checked that first box. Now you got to show that you can stay. Now you got to show that you're this innovative offensive mind 
that can keep up with Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, all these young coordinators that we're seeing getting head coaching gigs in the National Football League. And Sean, when it comes to that box that needs to be checked, this year is showing that there might be a ceiling on how far Cliff Kingsbury can take this team as the head coach. Well, right now, yeah, and I don't think we should necessarily be surprised by this, guys, right? Like, our our biggest complaints that we talk about on this show, and you hear a lot of the local media here in Arizona talk about when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury, is situational awareness, decision-making in those moments, and then also having in-game adjustments, right? They're just not there. Like, they come out with a game plan, and when it's not when it's not working, there's no adjustments, and they kind of just ride with it and, 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 and struggle throughout the entire game. Really, just go look at last week's tape against the Rams for a perfect example of that. And I think there's a big – you can simply really quick Google search and figure out why that is. Like, for instance, within your own division, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Right now, I've got Sean McVay's – uh, page his his bio pulled up in front of me. He cut mm-hmm. his teeth with John Gruden in 2008 as an offensive assistant. Since then, he was an offensive assistant with with Washington in 2010. The tight ends coach from 11 to 13. He was the OC in Washington with the other Gruden from 14 to 16, and cut his teeth in the National Football League. Kyle Shanahan, recognize that last name? You probably do. His dad won a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, as a matter of fact. Uh, he went on to be his own, his own blaze his own path in the NFL, though. Offensive quality control coach with the Bucks back in 04. Then wide receivers with the Texans was quarterbacks coach with the Texans. OC with the Texans. OC with Washington as well. OC with Cleveland, Atlanta, and then he got a head coaching job in the National Football League. You want to go through Cliff Kingsbury's resume real quick? Schubert, sure. you have that pulled up sure. for me? Sure, yeah. You have that Where do you want to start? It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's fairly short. It's a short list. Yeah. And none of it involves was, cutting your teeth in the National Football League. What is it, Schubert? He, Run it down for he me. Had, he had four gigs before he got to Arizona. He was the offensive quality control coach in Houston for two years, then became the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for two years, then went to A&M for a year, was the OC and QB coach there, and then he had that run at Texas Tech as the head coach, gets yeah. fired from that job, takes the USC offensive coordinator job, says, you know what, no thanks, there's a team in, in the NFL that wants to pay me a ton of money, and he comes and becomes the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. And by the way, as a head coach in the Big 12, never finishing higher than fifth, had a 19-35 and 35 record in the Big 12. Guys, should we be that surprised that in situational moments in the NFL, in a, a, in mid-game adjustments against these other coaches within the same division that I just ran down the resumes of, should we be surprised that a guy that's now in his has coached 28 games total in his career in the NFL is struggling to keep up with the Joneses of Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay? Should we really be surprised by that? I don't think we should be. And I think if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you thought outside the box. You hired somebody who, with no NFL experience, hoping that they could be the next hot offensive coordinator in the NFL. But he'd never coached in the NFL. And it's a different animal than the Big 12. I don't think we should be that surprised that we were able to see him check the boxes of be better than Steve Wilkes in year one. But now when the box is be equal to Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay with the resumes I just read to you... I don't know if that's a fair expectation, and I don't know if it's an expectation we should expect him to meet. Is that is that does it make sense? So, do you, what would you call meeting that expectation? Beating them? 
uh, be, having a somebody like myself who I consider an armchair quarterback view of the game. I don't see the game like you or some of the other guys I work with who have played in the National Football League. You know, Jeff Van Rapports. We talk football commercial breaks all the time, and I learn from you and him every single week because I see it from the armchair point of view, not the professional point of view like you and Rapper see it or Minucci, who I work with on a, on a daily basis. Uh, but I, with my armchair quarterback eyes, see the lack of adjustments and the fact that he's outcoached almost on a weekly basis. That would be checking the box, Jordan, to me, is that when I watch Kyle Shanahan uh, you know, coach against, coach against Cliff Kingsbury, I don't feel like we're playing catch-up. You know, I, I don't, I, I feel, I feel like that's the, especially against the Rams. I mean, hell in the three games he's played against the Rams, he's been absolutely owned by Sean McVay, you know, make those competitive. And then I'll say, we're checking the box. We're getting to that point. We're starting to meet those expectations because right now all Cliff Kingsbury has is an awful lot of potential. And I'm sure I know for a fact, knowing the way coaches speak, Jordan, you've heard coaches make comments about potential before uh, in your career where potential is just something that's never been realized. It just means you've never done it before, and we're expecting you to do yeah. it. And right now, that's all Cliff Kingsbury has, right, is potential, which means he has expectations, but he hasn't met them yet. Uh, and so I don't think we should be that surprised by what we've seen this year, where we every you know, it seems like, especially in the last month, we come to the table post an Arizona Cardinals game and talk about, man, I scratched my head on that decision, or man, felt like we weren't really competitive there. You know, I mean, there's a there's a chart that's making its rounds this week on social media of DeAndre Hopkins and the routes that were ran on completions to DeAndre Hopkins. Dude, Google search it real quick. Maybe I can put it on our show's Twitter page, no bull underscore podcast and and show you this chart. The I think it was eight receptions this week, all within a 10 yard box on the left side of the field. Like, dude. You've got one of the most dynamic wide receivers in football, and you can't find a way to get him the ball outside of this 10-yard box on the left side of the field. Well, Sean, like, there, come on, this, dude. This is, very, this is very recency bias of you. This is very recency bias. So let me, let me start from the beginning. You're talking, mm-hmm. about, uh, you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. I'm going to pump the brakes on everything that you just said because, look, we talked about this several times now. Everybody saw how successful the Cardinals were early and they were thinking playoffs, this is it, championship, win the NFC West. Like, no, there's still a young team with a young quarterback, with a young head coach that has to learn. This is a project. It's not a it's not a two years and straight to the Super Bowl. It's really difficult to win and win consistently in the NFL. Yes, has Cliff made some mistakes? Yes, Kyler has made some mistakes. Uh, and then you talk about DeAndre Hopkins. He's going against the best corner in football this week. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football, and sometimes DeAndre Hopkins has got the be- better of him when uh, when he was uh, in Houston and Jalen Ramsey was in Jacksonville. They would play each other often. Um, and so sometimes DeAndre would get the better of him. Sometimes Jalen gets the better of him. And this this time, Jalen Ramsey got the best of him. I mean, it's 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 you're two of the best in the NFL going at each other. So I just I, I want to say again, just pump the brakes. The Cardinals are going to be fine. They have a lot to learn. The other teams of the NFL are good. Look at who the look at the Pittsburgh Steelers just lost. Like the Seattle Seahawks just lost to the Giants. Teams aren't invincible. You're going to lose some games that you feel like we should have won. That's just part of being in the NFL. They have coaches. They have good players too. That's the NFL. Well, and I think you and I are saying the same thing here. Like I, I we're just laying it out differently because I said I don't know if the expectations, which are real are fair or even able to be met right now. I'm not saying that he can't reach them eventually, but like I said, he's only coached 28 games. 
but the expectations are, and you said it the other week, Jordan, the NFL stands for what? Not for long, Lee. Not for long. The yep. expectations are you need to be on par with the Shanahans, with the McVeighs. Because I'll tell you this, and whether that's Which fair, they are. whether whether they that's, are. yeah, whether that's fair or not, you know, is is it doesn't matter because those are the expectations now. So like like I said a moment ago, I think we're saying the same thing. I said I don't know if those expectations are fair or are even able to be met based on the fact that he's only spent twenty eight game twenty eight games twenty eight full weeks in the National Football League. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you this, furthermore, like let's not kid ourselves and pretend like the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury wasn't a direct tie-in to what the Rams did with McVay and what the car and what the Niners did with Kyle Shanahan in 2017. The Arizona car and, and even you can even bring up uh, Nagy in Chicago, who won Coach of the Year as a young hot offensive coordinator, right? So you're seeing the landscape of the National Football League, and let's not kid ourselves and pretend like the Arizona Cardinals weren't just trying to keep up with the Joneses. The problem is, you have Kyle Shanahan with 17 years in the NFL. You've got Sean McVay with 12 years in the NFL. You've got Cliff Kingsbury with 28 games in the NFL. So you tried to keep up with the Joneses by thinking outside the box, but you also put an awful lot of hurdles in your way as well, and you're crazy to, to expect him to be on the level of those two this early, even though that is what the expectations are going to be uh, from here on out going forward. And, and the I other mean, part of this – go, go ahead, Jordan. I was just going to say, you know, you're, you keep bringing up Sean McVay, and for good reason. They obviously lose to the Rams a lot, but – Pete Carroll's one of the top three head coaches in National Football League, and every mm -hmm. year they beat the Seahawks. And this year they beat the 49ers. They're going to play them again, obviously, but right. they started off the year beating the 49ers. And so your, what was your expectation to start? It was for them to be competitive in the most competitive division in the National Football League. And I believe that, that they are hitting that mark right now. Fair. Schubert? Well, and the thing that I would push back on, Jordan, is this isn't recency bias. Like I, I, this has been my conversation point since the beginning of the season. Because even in wins, it was they're committing too many penalties. Cliff's making mistakes. You, you got a hail Murray that masked issues that plagued them in these games. This is not just because of the losing streak. This has been the story since Cliff Kingsbury walked into the door in Tempe and had his press conference when he was announced as the head, new head coach. This isn't something that is a revelation, uh, a revelation over the last three or four weeks. This is something that has started the moment he walked into the door. And the reason why we compare to McVay and Shanahan is because that's why you hired Cliff to be those guys, and he isn't on the same tier as those guys in any capacity as a football coach. He just isn't yet. And maybe it's unfair to look at him that way, but when that was the reason why he was hired in the first place, that's the natural place to go, and if you are going to keep pace in the division, that's the, where the comparison needs to go. Now, we're talking about all these guys. We're talking about all these coaches. We're comparing coaches. Sean, you got me thinking here, and I don't know if the sound guy's on staff today. I don't know mm -hmm. if we called him in for this. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to play better or not better. Let's do it. I mean, it's just the natural place to go here. Cliff Kingsbury, better or not better, head coaches in the National Football League. Now, we're going to be fair to Cliff. We're only going to compare him to coaches that were hired the same year he was hired and the coaches in his division. We're going to be fair to Cliff. Okay. Okay? I'm with that. So better So we're not or putting not him better. up against Bill Belichick. We're not putting him up against Pete Carroll. We're not putting, and, uh, that's ridiculous. Be, 
it would be close if it was him and Bill, right? We'll save that conversation yeah. for another time, uh-huh. right? Okay? All right. You know, the, the six Super Bowls, I think, swing it in Bill's favor, but we can okay. save that conversation for another time. Okay, right. better or not better, Coach Kingsbury as a head coach. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate mm-hmm. you being on staff today. Yeah. Coach number one. And again, these are all coaches that were hired in 2019, the same year that Cliff was. The current head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Sean, we'll start with you, Zach Taylor. Cliff Kingsbury, better or not better? Oh, I hit the sound button. It didn't work. Uh, let's see, Zach sound Taylor. Button. I think the... Uh, the jury's still kind of out because you have to do put some kind of some kind of uh, um, you know perspective around it. Like the dude has had nothing, right? They've they've torn that down to the studs. They're starting over with a new quarterback. His quarterback they have no offensive line to speak of. You know the quarterback is getting beat the hell out of. Uh, so it, you got to put some kind of context to the conversation. I think the jury's still out on Zach Taylor as of right now. Better or not better? I would have to say that Cliff Kingsbury would get the nod in this particular better or not better based on the fact that the jury's still out on Zach Taylor. Jordan? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Sean. I think Zach Taylor's, uh, it's still a work in progress. I think they've shown that they're not the same Cincinnati Bengals team that that you can't just show up and get a win. They're competitive, especially with Joe Burrow and and the Cincinnati Bengals fan base has got to be really excited about the future. Hopefully Joe Burrow can get healed up quick. He probably will be out next season as well which is unfortunate uh but yeah zach zach taylor's a, a good offensive mind but i'll give cliff kingsbury the nod here as well okay all right coach number two on the list cliff kingsbury better or not better than vic fangio better or not better of vic fangio i'm gonna say cliff is better I got to be honest, Vic Fangio and, and and that team is a hot mess right now in Denver. Like, I mean, come on, you got to as a head coach, you have to at least be able to keep the team together, right? And that team just doesn't seem like they're playing cohesive football whatsoever. It's a mess. I'm not going to be shocked if he's out. So yeah, better or not better than than Fangio, I'm gonna I'll give Cliff the nod there. I mean, watching Denver, they they Drew Locke has surprised me. He's a guy that you probably have written off saying he's not that good, but he keeps showing up and he keeps competing. Obviously, the, that COVID deal, losing all the quarterbacks hurt them, but Vic Fangio has been impressive. So I'm going to say that uh, – I'm going to say Vic Fangio is better than, oh! than Kingsbury. Oh! oh! Had to drop the oh! sounder in on that one. All right. Oh! Mm-hmm. Okay. Jordan, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you on this. I yeah, Schubert's with you on that one. I, I'm not. I, 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 think, I think Fangio – I think it's hot garbage over there right now. All right, next one. This one. This one's going to be tough, guys. I think we're going to debate this one all day long. Green Bay Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, Cliff Kingsbury, better or not better? Not even close. Are you kidding me? Offensive mind-wise that we have to – and I understand he's got the game's – one of the game's top quarterbacks ever. Um, QB2 on my uh, tier list that I made uh, Was we'll able to get that thing back on track when it looked like maybe the Packers and Aaron Rodgers were headed for a, some kind of a split able to get this thing back on track and I, I i think they're headed in a very good direction there i'd have to give the nod to, to matt lafleur over over kingsbury jordan uh matt lafleur sure looks good when you got the best one of the best quarterbacks in nfl history i don't know about that defense uh look obviously you give matt lafleur the nod here because of aaron Rodgers. without aaron Rodgers, who knows what we'd be saying who knows what their record would be uh i'm still flabbergasted that they drafted a quarterback in the first round uh, I think that was a direct insult to Aaron Rodgers, but he used it as fuel to his fire, and he's burning, burning hot into the playoffs. 
I think, in fairness to LaFleur, Rodgers has looked really good over the last two years, and that is a credit to some of the stuff that he's drawn up. Because, like you said, Jordan, they drafted a quarterback. They didn't draft a wide receiver. Yeah. So LaFleur's working with what he's got in that, in that locker room, and he's making it uh, look pretty good each and every week. All right, so, so Matt LaFleur better uh, than Cliff Kingsbury. Coach number four on the list, guys. This should be fun. Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Cliff Kingsbury better or not better? Not better. Wait for the Not sound better. guy, Jordan. Brian Flores he's, he's a is slow one of, today, but he's, let the sound guy do his coach. job. Ryan Flores is a coach of the year candidate. I mean, yep. the guy, what he's done with that defense there, uh, he's got to be one of the youngest, you know, up and coming coaches in the NFL. I mean, with Tua getting getting right, I think this is a Miami Dolphins team that has a legit Super Bowl opportunity in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say, listen, Tua has yet to throw an interception on the year. Um, you know, with a, whenever you have a defense like that, don't turn the ball over. We're going to be fine. And Tua hasn't been, hasn't been doing that. And I think the, to keep the locker room bought in when you were in a playoff race and for whatever reason, maybe it was mandated from above him or not, you make the switch to a rookie quarterback, even though you're right in the heart of a playoff race, to keep the locker room bought in, I think, was, was pretty impressive as well. So, no, I, I'm definitely going to give Brian Flores the nod there as well. He's coached great defenses the two years that he's been there in, in Miami. But yes, Sean, to your point, to be able to navigate the waters of making that move throughout the season is incredibly impressive. Also, he will go fight for his team because he'll run out on the field screaming at other players Love and it. other coaches. Yeah, that was Love dope. That. that was dope. Brian Flores better than Cliff Kingsbury. And again, right, we're, just doing the, we're just doing the coaches that were hired in the same year as Cliff and within the division. Mm -hmm. Better or not you better know what, today. Cliff? Okay. Mm -hmm. Cliff, I'm going to throw you a softball here, okay, buddy? Mm -hmm. New York Jets head coach Adam Gates. Cliff, better or not better? Okay, next coach. Yeah, I'll just get that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> go, go, go. Former Arizona Cardinal head coach, now the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm -hmm. Bruce Arians. Cliff, better or not better? That's Bruce. Are you kidding? Bruce, for yeah. sure. I mean, he, he, it's not even, again, just go down the resume. Um, and, and what Bruce has been able to do. Hey, listen, if Cliff can do for Kyler what Arians has done for so many other quarterbacks in his career, we're going to be in good shape. So as of right now, not even close. It's, it's, it's B.A. all the way. Jordan, you concur? I think I it's, want to give you an I think it's, I, I think it's closer than, than you guys are making it sound. Oh. What, oh. Look, think of, the, think of what B.A. has in Tampa right now. He's got the best quarterback of all time. Mm -hmm. Three of the best receivers in the NFL right now on their team. A legendary tight end that's body is now made of glass in Gronkowski. But they have two other tight ends behind him that are I mean, their defense has played well. They've got a great roster there. I think it's more credit to the GM uh, for what they've been able to build there than it is Bruce Arians. But Bruce Arians is obviously the, the better coach. But I just, you know, I think he's 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 not doing as well as he should be for the talent he, that he has. He also developed Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger and revitalized Carson Palmer's career in Arizona. Like, that stuff matters when we're having this conversation. Are we talking about and, overall coaches, like their history? Yes. Yeah, and that like that's that tips the scale. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say Adam Gase is better than Cliff Kingsbury, too, then? No. Uh, Based no, off his history? Ad, uh, no. Adam no. Gase has a losing record. He Every loss except, like, two are by 10 or more points. He had one winning season in which he went 10-6 and six in Miami. And look at how players are doing when they're, when they're away from him. 
Hi, Ryan Tannehill. How you doing? No, Adam Gase is not a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. All right, now we'll switch to the, the three coaches in the division. Oh, okay? Struck a chord there. <laughs> He's a well, Jets it, guy. Adam Gase is an awful coach. And the Mario. Any Just listen to the way he says Mario. You know he's going to support okay. the Jets. All right, go ahead. The three coaches in the division. Sean McVay, better or not better? Not even close. I mean, and that, and that, and that you can look at the straight head-to-head -head matchups on, right? Like, and just not even close. Sean McVay. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. Close things very better or not better? Oh, I jumped the gun on the, on the sounder there. I jumped the gun a little bit. Okay. Uh, uh, also, no, Kyle Shanahan was in a Super Bowl. Just a few, I mean, win some games. You know, win some games. Not better, but he beat him right there. You're going to go on one, we're going to go off one game. One I thought game. that this whole segment we're talking about this year. So well, I, even uh, if Chief General, even if it is, well, if you're asking me who would I rather have be the head coach of my football team, then I'll take Shanahan, obviously. But yeah, that's I think, what we're doing. I think to to say like Shanahan's better, like if he's better, then why did Cliff beat him this year? They have better roster. They have better uh, players. Well, I mean, him. I mean, John Gruden beat Andy Reid. I mean, does that make yeah, John so Gruden a better Gruden coach? Better coach than we Reed. can't do that, you know? I mean, this year, he got outcoached. Right? I'm, move, I'm moving on that, to the next coach. I'm think, no, I'm think about it, though. Think about it. Listen, no. the Chiefs are the best team in the National Football League. Why do they lose to the Raiders? Because oh, okay, Gruden Jordan. is obviously implementing some type of game plan that's making them dysfunctional. Okay. I so mean, if he's Ronald, is, I'm not it, saying he's the better coach. I'm saying that he got out coached. Okay. Is Ron Rivera a better coach than Mike Tomlin? I'm using your logic. He out coached him. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that this team had no business beating the Steelers. Why? Disagree. Disagree. Did that Washington win. team's better than me. I hang I'm on a second. Saying, for I'm let's, not saying they're a better coach. Let's backpedal to the start of this conversation. Kyle, Kyle and Cliff, right, and this particular one here. What the 49ers have had to deal with this year, the amount of, of injuries, losses, COVID situations where you lose four guys and have to play on a Thursday only to find out Friday that if the game was on Sunday, they would have been cleared. Uh, the fact that their their hometown kicked them out, they're playing in the, in the you know here in Arizona now, and yet this team is a game out of a playoff spot. That yeah, it's impressive. is coaching. That's really impressive. Yeah, that that's really impressive. is coaching. So, yeah. He's not better. Cliff Kingsbury is not better than Kyle Janan. Sorry. The last coach on the list, Pete Carroll. Oh, shut Cliff up. Kingsbury Wait, we, you said we weren't going to do that. What are you doing? <laughs> not my boy. The Cardinals, not what are you the Cardinals beat him. They, they beat him earlier in the year, so Cliff <laughs> has to be a better coach than Pete Carroll. I mean, that's yeah. the logic we're using on the show today. Hmm. I mean, they no, always beat the Seahawks. Why is that? They obviously have some type of game plan that they're Listen, that they're every coach putting in. Has on. A team that gets them. Every coach has it. Every good coach has well, it. And that, Except and if that, you're like Bill yeah. Belichick, you just beat everybody. Well, and that run with the Cardinals, you know, winning games in Seattle goes all the way back to BA, right? I mean, BA. Remember when he made that controversial comment in the locker room that yeah, I don't think he wanted to get home. out, where he called it a home game going up to Seattle. Um, yeah. So, like the the you know the, the fact that the Arizona Cardinals play Seattle well goes all the way back to that. So. Um, I, I don't know if you can point straight to coaches. I mean, hell, the Arizona Cardinals have lost seven consecutive games to the Rams. I guess that is all McVay, right? That's all McVay. But I mean, the yes. point being, the point being, sometimes teams just, they seem, some teams just have your number, you know. Speaking of 
people having other people's number. Jordan Simone has had Sean Crespin's number over the last couple of weeks. We wrap up the Wednesday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone with the line is Let's right go. next. Uh, gentlemen, let me tell you first about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, and a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You hear us tell you all the time, 19 Arizona locations. They got 21 dealerships, 17 different brands. So odds are the brand you have your eye on, Earnhardt Auto Centers has got you covered. Head over to Noble.com to see everything, and uh, including the Noble Express option at Noble.com, where you can do the whole social distancing era purchasing process. Going to bring a car right to your front door for you to test drive. You're going to do your application online as well. They're going to bring you the vehicle that you actually purchase straight to your front door as well. Noble Express at Noble.com. Head to the uh, noble.com right in the top of the page, right in the middle. You can't miss it. Uh, from test driving the vehicle to the final purchasing process, right there from your front door. You can't beat it. Earnhardt's a name you know you can trust. 68 year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and noble.com. That ain't no bull. Welcome back on a Wednesday. The line is right. Jordan's the only winner of three in a row. I, I just want to test the soundboard so everybody can hear. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan, you'll be hearing a lot of this today. Can you hear this? Can you hear that? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Okay. Okay. Just making sounds sure that everybody. Hey, what are you doing on your phone the over sound. there? What are you doing on your phone over there, Chief? Oh. What are you doing? I'm on I'm on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there's that. Right. Uh, Sean, do you have the uh, the note card that keeps right. score? All I've got is my Cliff Kingsbury comments here. Let me let me get my yeah. Let me get a pen to keep score here. All right, go ahead. Okay, there right. you go. So seven games, as always. If you're new to the show, uh, this is our sort of gambling segment that we do every week where we try to see if we can predict, mainly Sean and Jordan, can predict where Vegas has the uh, lines for these games, seven games that I pick. And it gives us an opportunity to talk about the teams, preview the games from a gambling perspective. And we make it a, a nice little game show. And Jordan Simone's had Sean Crespin's number for three straight weeks here now. So Sean's trying to get back. He blew a 3-1 lead last week. It was brutal. It was one of the worst things we've ever seen. In the history of the line is right. So seven games, we make picks. Gentlemen, any questions about the rules? Are we ready to play? We're winning this week. Uh, I got do it. H- Howie just came in the room. My pup, he's sitting right next to me. He's ready to help me you out. Know, We're ready to go. You know, you can't you can't receive help. That's that's one of the rules of the game. But okay, yeah, can you, can you actually remove your dog from the room? <laughs> I refuse to play until the dog is gone. <laughs> okay, he's gone. He's actually all right. All right. He's game, by the door. He's laying down. Game number one, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. The Texans at the Bears. Now, Jordan, we got to give Sean the advantage, so he'll go second in this game. You You go first. Texans at the Bears, Jordan. Texans at the Bears. Texans at the Bears, man. I've been impressed with with what the Texans have been able to do after getting rid of Bill O'Brien, which I said they should be doing for about two years now, so I'm happy that they finally went through with it. The fact that they have not called Eric Bieniemy and said, please, for the love of God, come coach our young quarterback, make him a star, because he could be is uh it's mind-bottling like when your thoughts are like trapped in a bottle mm-hmm. anyways that's a movie reference mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say texans minus two. Ooh, texans minus two sean i'm trying to read schubert now like he doesn't have a great <laughs> poker face I'm trying to read him when you say yours uh i think Texas minus two, not a bad number. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears are even favored in this football game. I'm going to go Texans minus one and a half. Texans minus one and a half. Sean Crespin, give yourself a round of applause. You're on the board. Texans minus one. Is the Ooh, line look at that. Texans. 
minus one in this football game. Jordan already already claiming foul play. I, I don't feel good face. about this. I had a 3-1. Just call me the Warriors, man. I had a 3-1 lead, and I couldn't hang on to it the other week. So I don't feel good about this yet. Here we go. Game number two, the Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sean, you go first in this one. Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks playing well as of late. No, in a they're playoff no, hunt. They're really not. They're going to overtime with the Jags last week. Meanwhile, the Bucks are coming off a Wins bye week. Win, um, let's go Jags minus four. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jags. <laughs> Whoa. Interesting. Whoa. Bucks minus four. That was interesting. I. You know what? All right, we're going to have to rule on this the official pick from the I meant Bucks. I meant Bucks minus Jags four. Minus I was four. talking about the, the Jaguars. I was talking about the Jaguars. All right, Jordan, what are you going to do here? Bucks minus four. minus four. What are you doing with this? Howie, come here, man. That's a good number. That is a good number. Jags minus four um, is a great number. No, yeah. Bucks minus four. All right, Bucks <laughs> minus four. I'll say Bucks minus three. Sean Crespin, despite saying the Jags, mm -hmm. give yourself a Love round of that. applause. It's Buck minus six and a half wow. in this football game. Going with Love the Jags. Bold six cut. and a half. Bold strategy there, Cut. Let's see if it pays off for you. All right, it's here we go. funny how this works out. Game number three on the list. And, folks, I didn't make this up. It's the Titans at the Jags. Jordan, you go first. <laughs> uh, uh, say say that one more time, sorry. Jag. Titans at the Jags. Titans so you can take the at Buck the Jags. Yeah. I'm going to say Titans minus seven and a half. Titans minus seven and a half, Sean. It's a good number. Titans minus six and a half. Okay, all right, before I, 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 I'm an before idiot, aren't I? I minus seven. Titans minus before seven. I meant I to say seven. I meant to say seven. Uh -huh. Before what do we I got? reveal, why did you do that? Why did you I have, go no, <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. All right. Well, give yourself a round of applause, Sean. Because oh! it, it is Titans minus seven. I just don't know why you didn't go there first. Oh, I don't know. I why still did didn't go over. Move up point? You Price didn't go is, over. Why wait, didn't you move? So why does he get the point there? Price is right. You rules, went over. Dude. You went over. Closest without Price going over. Price is right. Rules. That's called the line is right, Jordan. It's, it's, Jordan. it's called it's called Jordan guesses a line and Sean guesses one above or one below because he's a cheater. Jordan. Jordan, you have I Sean actually right where you point. want him. He's up 3-0. Yeah, you got him right where you want him. I Game demand a recount. Stop the count. Game number four. The Cowboys at the Bengals. Oh, man. This is Cowboys a at the Bengals. must see TV here. Uh, Cowboys oh my God. at the Bengals. Red Rockets going you, home. You go first in this. Oh, one. good point. Yeah, he's going home. Uh, Andy Dalton revenge game. Yeah. Let's, ooh, let's go um, Cowboys minus one and a half. Cowboys minus, Cowboys one minus and a half. two. Jordan Simone, unbelievable God, job to get himself back in the mix. It's Cowboys minus three yeah. and a half. This is this is what happened. Sean just came, he's got three oh. He feels oh I can just do he's just gonna let Jordan right back in. All just right. let him right back in. Here we go. Game number five. Broncos at the Panthers. Jordan, you go first yeah. in this one. Broncos no, at the Panthers. Garbage football. Man, this I'm is tough. I'm gonna say Panthers minus one and a half. Panthers and Broncos. Panthers minus one and a half. Panthers dealing with COVID issues. It's pretty good. And he's got it low, so the whole price is right thing comes into play. Let's go Panthers minus two. You sure? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not sure, but... Final answer? Final answer. 
Take a bow, Sean Crespin. You're back in the winner's circle. Panthers minus three and a half. Panthers minus three and a half. Sean Crespin wins four to one this week. We'll play Boom. the other two games just so we can Boom. talk about him here. Feeling good. Yeah, what, what was on the docket? What else are we going to go? See if Jordan can make Jets. it look respectable. Jets at the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Sean, you go first in this one. Jets. Oh, Seah Seahawks. Seahawks clearly lose to losing By the football way, teams. Uh -huh. The Jamal Adams revenge game. Oh, yeah. Think about that. By the way, dude's got seven and a half sacks. Did you know that a defensive back in the NFL, that's second most ever by a defensive back in the NFL, only Adrian Wilson with the Arizona Cardinals had more in a single season as a defensive back. He had eight. So, dude's getting it done. Um, sorry, Schubert. Let's go Seahawks minus four, uh, Seahawks minus seven and a half. Wait, wait, what was the first number going to be? I was going to say it gonna four. Be four. Yeah. Do you win any week? Seven. 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 seven and a half. How do, you win? Yeah. how do you win any week of this game? Say, that um, I had to work it out. Five, I had to work it out in my head. Seven, I had to work it out in my head. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, Seahawks minus seven and a half. Okay, I'll go Seahawks minus eight. Yeah, Sean, add your two numbers together. You're still not even close. Jordan, you win this one. It's Seahawks minus 13 and a half. Yeah, I'm not surprised game. by that. She's so saying four wasn't close. All right. No, four, I thought you were going to say 14, and then I was going to be a little more <laughs> you know, happy for you. Dude, I gotta, hey, hey, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be shocked if the Jets no. do this. No, no, please. I wouldn't be shocked either. Oh, no, guys. I wouldn't please. be shocked if it was like a three-point game. I'm it's telling fine. you. It can, telling fine. You. it can be a three-point game. It can be a five-point game. I don't care. I cannot win a football. Just stop. Don't do it. Stop mm -hmm. the count. All right, the last game on the list. Washington at the 49ers. This game's got playoff implications written all over it. Washington at the 49ers in Arizona. Jordan, you go first. I'll say 49ers minus six and a half. 49ers minus six and a half. Let's go uh, 49ers. I'm going to take it. I already won. Let me see if I can nail it on the head. You got to go for it then. I'm this is where you get breath. Yep. 49ers minus. Who are they? Washington? Shit. Let's go 49ers minus four. Ah, hang on. 49ers minus. No, 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 no. You don't, no, no. You don't get to do that. <laughs> go ahead. That's not. You're not. Okay. Uh -huh. Sean, you win. Because mm -hmm. it's. Well, it's uh, San Francisco minus three and a half. Ah, see, I was football. about to change it. That's you all right. Can't submit an answer. By the way, two. Jordan, if you if you really wanted to appeal this victory because he said Jags minus four, I will take up the appeal. No, no, I, will take, I won I, five two. I will five. go through the proper appeals process right. and get back to you on that. I'm feeling yeah, good on much. a Wednesday with the win. Feeling good. I also want to. I also yeah. want to test Sean for PEDs. Give Sean. You have sixty seconds. Talk about whatever you want. Oh, I didn't prepare you, for that. You, you know, we no, haven't talked enough. You're in the winter. We haven't talked enough ASU football. We, uh, we have a big, big rivalry game coming up. We're going to do a deep dive ASU U of A before the game uh, on Friday. But because that podcast mm -hmm. is so early, uh, and then the game is early on Friday, I want to talk about it now and give Jordan. Jordan, give me your. I don't want to talk. I'm going to give my time to you. Uh, yeah, give wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. You win. You win. The line is right, and then you give your time. Yes, up? because I would He's like to. Giver, I man, would like to hear. I would like to hear the one memory that comes to mind uh, anytime the Wildcats are brought up, ASU U of A Territorial Cup. You played in it. What comes to mind? Yeah. Uh, winning senior year. I mean, just taking the cup off the field senior year in a packed house. That's got to be it. You know, I was I was on crutches, unfortunately, but um, nothing, nothing better than watching your uh, your team go out and, and, and beat 
the, the, the team down south. Uh, also, one of my favorite memories uh, is when I first got to ASU, one of my best friends, Mike Bercovici, we went to a U of A ASU basketball game, and Mike is screaming at U of A people, like screaming at them. And that's when I learned, oh, shit, this is real. We don't like them. <laughs> we don't like them. Uh, I'm excited yeah. for it. My, look, I'm surrounded. My, my uh, wife, obviously, she went to U of A. My CEO, the, uh, my, my boss, went to U of A. Uh, her whole family's from U of A. Like, they're all U of A. I'm surrounded by them. And guess what? I don't talk to them. I don't look at them. I don't like them. Uh, I don't, I, I make myself lunch. I don't make anybody else lunch. I don't make Carly lunch. She doesn't get any food from me. She doesn't get any water. Hey, hey, honey, can you bring me some water? No, I can't go devils devils <laughs> by a thousand. See, and that's why I gave my time. Sorry, to I love today. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On, on, you know what? I love you on Saturday. I take it back. Great use of your time to yes. get to Jordan Simone for that reason and that reason. Yeah. What am right, I going to say? What am I going to say that somebody who played in the game, you know, is, is, is better than somebody who was there on the team on, for those on games? Fact, Sean. Yeah. On huh? fact, yeah. you and I have played in the same amount of territorial no, games. No, I know. I know with you on your crutches. I forgot once I once I asked the question, I was like, I already knew that yeah. answer. Uh, but being now, there, now being on the team, you know, being there, being Thanks on the team, all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, way to go. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Sean. Great use of your time. Right, Give it to Jordan. Make, make him relive that memory. Sorry about that. <laughs> you Sorry dick. About that. I apologize on behalf of Sean. Uh, Friday, right, at Friday at 5 o'clock, though. Friday at 5 o'clock. That's that's when, hey, the, that's when wait, the game is. Real, real quick, mm. oh, to wrap gosh. up the show. Yeah. We just got a, a new thing at our house. And hear me out. Okay. It's called, this is not an official sponsor, but it's called a tushy. Have you heard of the tushy? Okay, I can't wait for why is this why did this take fifty seven okay. minutes to make the podcast? Hang on, here we go. It is not in the lead. What is the tushy? Because this is a treat. This is a treat for everyone that has still stuck around with this show. Mm-hmm. Late into what are we recording? Fifty six minutes in? I don't yeah, know. Um, actually fifty eight. Yes, yeah, fifty eight minutes and six seconds. Wow, I was, I was spot on. Anyways, tushy is a uh, it's a bidet that you strap like connects to your toilet. So you like screw it into your toilet. And it shoots out a water jet straight into your cornhole, man. You gotta, you you gotta, you gotta try it. Okay, look, my my toilet paper consumption is down eighty percent. It's called the Tushy. Look it up. I'm not kidding you, Sean. You would love it. It's it's a game changer. This has to be a sponsor of the podcast. Like this is right up our alley, dude. This is right up our alley. Literally, literally, (laughs) it's right up my alley. Hang on. Hang on. So what? I have so many questions. I don't know if they're they're podcast appropriate. No, but it's a podcast, so everything's appropriate. Just go ahead. Radio, we edit it out. We edit it out. Go ahead. So, I mean, what is that like? <laughs> I mean, it is it is, is it, an is, interesting feeling. Is it worth it? Like, I mean, clearly you're talking about it, you like it. It is. Look, look. I like before I got tushy. It was huh? like wiping a marker down there. I mean, you just keep wiping and you keep wiping and you just keep wiping. But now, man. I'm too wiped and I'm out of there. My my time, I'm saving time, I'm saving energy. Okay. It's I super it. easy to connect. It took me like five minutes to put it on the toilet. It's like mm-hmm. they give you a hose, a manual, how to do it. Super okay. easy. I've got another question. There's, like I said, there's so many yep. here. And we're leaving all this yep. in, Schubert. I see your face. We're leaving it at. Who fa- of, of the household, right? Your lovely fiance and yeah. you, who found yeah. who found Tushy and who brought up, hey, I found this product Tushy. Let's get it. So we were actually listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. Love Joe Rogan. He podcast. brought it up, mm-hmm. and then we were like, we were like, it's one of those weird things, you know, when 
something comes up and then we started talking about it and then 10 minutes later an ad popped up on my phone for it and i was like wow they are they are listening yeah and we watched the video and the marketing on it is genius it reminds me a lot of manscaped like the marketing is just genius like it's it's all tailored like hey you know everyone poops like get this because it's funny and it will help you uh but yeah we looked into it. It was supposed to be a Christmas present. Showed up on the doorstep. She handed it to me and goes, Merry Christmas. And I go, all right, Merry I guess we're using Christmas. this now. <laughs> so based on that part of the conversation, I'm guessing you're the one that was all all for this. Uh, and she was like, oh, yeah, she was, was like, the one who I was like, it. okay, uh, I'll, I'll play Look, along. I have stomach issues, Sean. You mm-hmm. know this about me. I, I can't eat certain things. But when I, when I do cave and I eat those things, it's just a massacre in there. I have to and come up. And what better I, yeah, I a have mini to- shower for your bubble? I have to come up with like a good white elephant gift for this year. Like our family started to do that. Right now that That's we're all now that we're all old, we're like, you know, let's why get everybody a gift card? Like just just have fun. Yeah. So yeah. we so we're doing the white elephant thing the last couple of years. Um would this, I, this is I'm a great thinking idea. this is it. I'm thinking you just say eighty dollars. That's eighty dollars, I, mean, okay. I believe. All right. It's well worth it. Whoever ends up with this, they'll be like, Oh my god, it's so funny, and then they'll get back and they'll put it in and be like, Whoa, this is actually a game changer. Game changer. I'm on board, yeah. and they also need to be a, yeah. a, a sponsor of the podcast. I am, I am purchasing yeah, one. Out. I am purchasing one today. How long does it clip take this to get video? Here? Clip this video, and uh, it took like a day for our, to us to get ours. Okay, good. Um, like I said, I need it by Christmas. Clip All this right. video. I'll, I'll send it to Toshi, and let's see what we can do. <laughs> what a great name! Sorry, Schubert. Uh, go ahead and wrap yeah. up this yeah. segment of the program. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying for 25 minutes now to wrap up this portion you know, of the show. Everybody I talk to, though, everybody who talks about using a bidet for the first time, Jordan, always has the same response that you do. Like, man, we've been missing out Magical. here in America for a long time. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. You can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. Follow me at Shoe Radio. About Sean that at killer S- clown. That's a great idea, too, by the way. Jordan Simone was all over it today. We'll talk to you on Friday.